are listening to the Grassroots Sermon Podcast. For more information about who we are or how you can become involved, please visit us at grassrootswv.com. Father God, today we pray. We pray that you would reveal things in our hearts and our lives that are not pleasing to you. We pray that you would be glorified through our repentance. Um, Draw us close to you as we go into your word now. Lord, I pray that you would um, just lead us through it. I pray that uh, in this time I would uh, step to the back, that you would step forward, Lord, and just um, use the words, empower them through your spirit. Give us understanding of your word. Draw us closer to you and uh, that you would be glorified. We love you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Um, we're going to, I'm going to talk fast. I'm going to put it that way. I'm going to talk fast. So if you're a note taker, be ready to write fast. Uh, if you're not a note taker, just listen fast. Okay. So uh, we are in a series called The Five Solas. If you are unfamiliar uh, with this series, we've been in it for the last few weeks and we have a couple weeks yet to come. And so eventually Jerry's going to bring up the stuff on the screen that he's supposed to. Uh, Jim, Jim, you're usually the one under the bus. Today it's Jerry. Jerry gets to spend the time under the bus today. There it is. Good job, Jerry. See, he's right. And listen, I, I messaged Jerry earlier this week. I was like, man, be ready. We have a lot going on this week, so please be prepared. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with the five solas, these are um, five core doctrines of the what we would call the Protestant church um, that came out of the Protestant Reformation. Um, over 500 years ago, um, as uh, how to put this lovingly, uh, as people started reading the Bibles for themselves instead of just trusting what the Roman Catholic Church had to say. Um, they started reading the Bibles for themselves, and um, God used some key men to bring about the Reformation. And uh, the five solas are things, they are actually in direct contrast to five tenets of the Catholic Church. You see them on your screen now. Uh, the Catholic Church, Roman Catholic Church, would tell you that you are saved by grace plus merit. We've been over that already. Uh, that scripture plus tradition is our source of truth. Um, we've been over that one. Today we are going into uh, faith. They would say it's faith plus works. Um, and then it's through Christ plus other mediators and to the glory of God uh, and Mary and other saints. Whereas out of the Reformation, we've got uh, the five solas, which would be um, that it is grace alone. Go ahead and go to the next one, Jerry. It is grace alone. It is scripture alone. It's faith alone. It's Christ alone. It's to God's glory alone. Uh, and so today we are on faith alone. Um, and just if you weren't here, Scripture alone, we believe in the sufficiency of Scripture alone as God's truth. We need nothing more. We need nothing less. Uh, we have the Word of God, and we believe in the sufficiency of His Word. Then we covered uh, grace alone, that you are saved in, through grace alone. And we used an illustration of a plane. This is a couple weeks ago, where if you were on a plane, you and a friend were going on a trip, you and a spouse, you and a relative, you were going on a trip together. You're on this plane. You, you've you've got the coach seats. You know, you're you're the ones. Maybe even the worst. You've got the you know the ones that are way back by the engine where it's loud and like so. You've got the bad seats or whatever. Well, come to find out, your friend's ticket was overbooked, so the airline moved them up to first class. So here you are, you're back in the bad seat, they get the good seat, but this is a mistake of the airline. They paid for a seat, airline made the mistake, so they moved your friend up. Well, 
grace would be where if somebody saw that you two were together, your friend got moved up into first class. They had paid for their seat within first class. They had their seat secured. They came back and told you, hey, I saw what happened. I want you to go take my place. I'll take your place. There is nothing you've done to deserve that or earn that. But by grace alone, they have come to you and said, let's switch places. That's the idea of grace alone, that we see that Christ has taken our place. We have been given Christ's place, that he took our place on the cross. And because of that, we are able to be like him, a daughter or a son of God. And so that is by grace alone that we are saved. But today we go into faith alone. And if you're a note taker, you're going to have two notes today. Okay, just two quick points. First, we are justified by faith. I didn't tell you to put that up there, Jerry. Holy cow. Sherry, it's, it's time to have a training session of some sort. It's okay. No, I'm just kidding. He's doing his best back there. Um, justified by faith. Okay, that's the first one. And the second one is faith leads to action. Okay, so if, if you have your Bibles, and I really hope you have your Bibles, okay, um, I'm going to start encouraging y'all, okay? You know one of our goals for the new year is um, basically what we're calling Bible literacy, we don't want you to depend on an app on your phone, okay? We don't want you to depend on what's that verse, I'm going to Google it, okay? We want you to have your Bibles and be able to open them and know what Scripture says. So uh, if you have your Bibles, and I hope you do from now on, bring it or else, just kidding, um, but a little bit. Okay, so if you have your Bibles, open them to Galatians. If you don't have your Bible, the verse will be up on the screen, so don't, uh, don't worry about it. It's okay if you don't have it with you, but Galatians chapter 2 is where we're going to be. And just so you know, uh, a little bit of background, okay? This is a letter to the church in Galatia from the Apostle Paul. What has happened there is the gospel has come into Galatia. There has been a church formed through those coming to faith in Christ. And some what you would call Jewish proselytes have come in to say, yes, we love Jesus. Yes, be um, with Jesus, put your faith in Jesus. However, you also still need to be circumcised. You need to follow the Jewish uh, dietary laws. You need to basically be Jewish. And Paul is writing this letter in response to that and, and tells him at the very beginning of this letter, hey, why have you so quickly left the gospel that you came to? Why are you returning to the law? Even so much, and it's probably, I think, one of the most bold passages of scripture is right before what we're reading today, where the apostle Peter is amongst the church in Galatia, and they he is hanging out with the Gentiles, okay? That's us, all right? He's hanging out with us as a Jewish man, hanging out with us, one of the apostles. Well, then some leaders from Jerusalem show up, some Jewish leaders, and he actually starts pulling away from the Gentiles because he doesn't want to offend the Jewish leaders, and Peter says, it says, Peter, or Paul said, I, I confronted him to his face. He got in Peter's face going, that's not the gospel. That's not how we interact as the church. And so coming out of that, we get our first point today is that we are justified by faith. Look at Galatians chapter 2, starting in verse 15. It says this, we ourselves are Jews by birth and not Gentile sinners. Yet we know that a person is not justified by works of the law, but through faith in Jesus Christ. 
So we also have believed in Christ Jesus in order to be justified by faith in Christ and not by works of the law, because by works of the law, no one will be justified. Verse 17, but if in our endeavor to be justified in Christ, we too were found to be sinners. Is Christ then a servant of sin? Certainly not. For, I, for if I rebuild what I tore down, I prove myself to be a transgressor. Now, when we look at, uh, we are uh, justified by faith alone. When you look at the five solas, okay, and we look at it and we go, hey, grace alone, faith alone. There's actually some people that don't like that terminology because they would say, hey, how can it be by grace alone and faith alone? Because if it's grace alone, then it can't be faith alone. If it's faith alone, then it can't be grace alone. And so how can we have both? And the answer to that is in these verses that when we say grace alone, we know that we are saved by grace alone, meaning we are put back into the right relationship with our Heavenly Father by His grace alone. We can't make ourselves beautiful enough for Him to want us. He has chosen that, and He has done that work. But now we look at faith. We are justified by faith alone. So we are saved by grace alone, but we are justified by faith alone. You cannot separate faith and justification. You cannot separate the two. So let's um, let's define faith and justification. And we have a, a definition. You've already seen it briefly, uh, but we're going to bring it back now. So Jerry, go ahead and put that up there. Okay. Faith comes down to basically three kind of parts. Okay. And we're going to use those words. Um, faith is knowledge of the content of faith, notitia, assent to the truthfulness of what is claimed, which is a census, and personal truth that simply... Truth, not simply that Christ died for sinners, but he, that he died to save me, fiducia, okay? And there's a whole bunch of different ways you can say those three words, and it's okay, all right? Because guess what? We don't actually speak that language. So if I say something in Japanese wrong, it's okay, because I don't speak that language, all right? But we're leaving up there because we want you to understand that, that faith comes basically, I'm going to put it in like three waves, okay? Faith comes in three ways. And this is, this is how you can think of it, okay? So somebody, as, as Katie's already been talking about, somebody tells you about Jesus. Well, now you know about Jesus. That is the notitia or any other way you want to say that word, okay? That is the notitia, that faith. You have, you have been given the knowledge of Jesus. Well, the next one is you believe that Jesus was a real man, that he historically, he died on the cross, okay? That, that there is a church that was birthed. You have, you have come to the knowledge of it, and you see the truth in it. But then the real faith comes, what we'd call the saving faith, okay? That faith of fiducia, which is you realize it's not just that he was real, it's not just that he died on the cross, but that what he did on the cross was sufficient for me, for my sins. I'm in rebellion against God. I need a Savior. That's who Jesus is, and your life is changed because of it. That's the difference in faith and how we come to saving faith. Okay, and so looking at that, when we say we we can't separate uh, faith and justification, just understanding, you know, that faith. This is what it looks like. Now, justification. Justification is a legal term. 
okay? So the best thing I'm gonna be able to do to give you a definition of that is to give you just an idea, okay? So I want you to picture yourself in a courtroom and you stand condemned. Go ahead and just picture it. You stand condemned. You can put whatever thing. You are, you are guilty of murder. You are guilty of uh, stealing. You are guilty of, cheat, uh, guilty of cheating. You are guilty of whatever thing you want to put in there. You stand guilty. So much so that you even uh, admit to it. You have pled guilty. God, I'm guilty. Or judge, I'm guilty. That's like, I did it all. You come to that realization. I've done it all. I stand. Listen, you stand condemned. You are making that announcement. And the judge looks down at you and says, you are made innocent. Now, not that you have done something to be made innocent. Not that, hey, you're free, just go. No, what he's doing is taking all of those things that you've done that you're guilty of and wiping them off the record, taking those away and declaring you no longer guilty before the judge, but you are now made just, you are now made right, you are now made free. That's what justification is. So by that faith that is a gift from God given to us, we then put that faith into action and we are made justified. We are guilty before God, but now we stand innocent, guiltless, and free. And it was nothing that we did. It was nothing that we did. So let's ask the question. This is always, um, I was listening to a teaching through of R.C. Sproul this week, and he said one of his favorite things to ask. I don't know if Matt, if you've Matt, it's one of his favorites. Your favorite, other than me? Other, well, we'll talk about it later. Um, so Sproul says he always likes to ask the question, so what? That's what he, he just asked, so what? So, so we are justified by faith, so what? Where does that lead us? I want you to picture coming out of that courtroom. Picture yourself coming out of that courtroom. And let's look to Galatians 2, the last few verses, starting in verse 19. For through the law, I died to the law so that I might live to God. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not nullify the grace of God, for if righteousness were through the law, then Christ died for no purpose. Picture yourself coming out of that courtroom. You're already justified. You've already been declared innocent. So what? Now, some of us would think, I'm coming out of that courtroom. I'm going to earn this. I'm going to live. Oh, so... uh, I'm going to live my best life now. Okay? I just went for it. I'm going to live my, I'm going to prove I was worthy of the justification. But the problem is there's nothing to prove. You've already been justified. There's nothing to prove. There's nothing to earn. There's nothing that you should be going after. You already have it in Christ. So that's what, when you look at the court, Jerry, I don't know what you're doing back there, man. You are, you are no longer allowed on that computer. 
I don't know what you are doing. Are you playing games? Like, is that, has anybody seen on a, is it Avengers where he's like, that guy's playing Galaga. Nobody thought we'd see. Um, but he, and then later on, it shows like once everything's over, he goes back to playing Galaga. Jerry's in the back playing Galaga. Nobody, th- he didn't think anybody would notice. But, but listen, there is nothing to earn. You've already been justified. You've already been deemed innocent before God. So what is there to earn? Again, the same way in grace, we can't make ourselves beautiful enough for God to give us his grace. It was based on him and him alone, not merit. But now justification hasn't been based on anything I did. It's already been given to me. I've already been declared just. As a child of God, you've already been declared just. So what is there to go and earn? Nothing. There's nothing that we're trying to do to say, God, I will be worth the justification you've given me. You know, judge, I'll make it worth, you know, you're going to, I'll be the model citizen that you want, that you could. That's not what he's asking. But what is he asking? What is he asking? He's asking for the life that Paul said he now lives. It is no longer he who lives, but Christ who lives in him. That's the life he's looking for. It's a life poured out by him. Let me give you a real, real basic, easy definition of faith. So if you're a note taker, real basic, easy definition of faith. Faith is belief in action. Belief in action. And, and this is the illustration that's always used, and it's just the easiest one, because basically everybody here, other than myself right now, maybe at home, you're, you know, maybe, or maybe not, okay, you're sitting down. Real quick, I'm just, don't raise your hand, because somebody always tries to be funny. Oh, I did. No, you didn't. So don't raise your hand. How many of you inspected your chair before you sat down? How many of you turned it upside down or crawled underneath it, made sure all the bolts were tight, and made sure everything was going to hold you? No, what happened is you came in, you saw the chair, you believed that the chair was there, okay, step one. You, you then believed that the chair could hold you, but then the belief in action came, you sat down. Okay, if we say we have faith, yet it is not followed by action, the, the, the Apostle James actually says that's not faith at all. Because we can say all day long, I have faith. But if you do not follow the word of God in faith, what is your faith worth? See, that's the second point is faith leads to action. Now, I'm going to leave you with this. I'm going to leave you with this. By grace, we are saved. And through faith, we are justified. And so it is no longer I, but Christ. And we look to scripture and this faith that we've been given becomes action as we respond. By grace we are saved, and through faith we are justified. And so it is no longer I, but Christ who lives. We look to Scripture, and it is by this faith we've been given. It becomes action, and we respond. So we say, my faith is in Jesus Christ, and I will answer or ask a simple, simple question. Please do not take it as an angry question. It is a simple, simple question. You say, I believe in Jesus Christ, and to that I say, prove it. Just a very simple, loving question. I have to ask myself that question. Prove it. What is he calling you to? What is is it that you are living out? How does it look that you're living out that you have faith in 
Jesus. And listen, we have boiled it down for far too long in this nation that it simply means have a good morning devotion, make sure to be there on Sunday, and try not to break the law. Be good people instead of be godly people. Be moral people instead of be holy people. And so when we say we have faith, faith is belief in action. It's not just that we believe, but it moves us to action. And listen, I'm going to encourage you in this. It might be action to go to Japan and change your entire way of life. Or it might be action to step over to the cubicle next to you at work and share the gospel. Or to walk across the street and to tell your neighbor about Jesus. Or as the holidays are coming and families start to gather, that that family member that you know you've been wanting to share the gospel with, but it, you know it's time to just kind of catch a moment in the corner and go, hey, um, let's talk about Jesus. It can be big, it can be simple, but faith is belief in action. And for those in here or watch online that maybe you're like, you know what, I don't even know if I have a relationship with Jesus, then quite simply that faith and action is today that the faith you've been given, you put in Christ and you say, Jesus, I am yours, you are mine, my life is yours, I want you and nothing else. Then the relationship begins. But for the believer, what is he calling you to? And I just leave you simply, 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 simply with the statement, prove it. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for the day. Thank you for the time together. Thank you for your word. Lord, we thank you for what you've shown us over the last few weeks that um, in the midst of all the chaos in our nation, your gospel is still going out to all the world. Jesus, you still sit on the throne. God, you are still in control. Holy Spirit, you are still moving. You are still active. You are still saving people. You, God, you are still giving faith and grace over and over and over again. People are still being changed. They are still being brought into your family, into your kingdom. Your kingdom continues to expand. Even as our world just seems to implode, your kingdom continues to grow. We know that you are still in control, that you are on your throne, that Nobody has power over you. Nobody through your spirit can stop your church from bringing your kingdom in greater and greater ways, God. We continue to recognize this, and it is by this faith that we are moved into action. God, it is by this faith that we stand before you guiltless, and it is all because of you. None of us, all you. God, we love you, and we praise you. In Jesus' name.